hello, 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 and welcome to season four, episode two. I'm Jamie. And I'm Charlotte. And you're listening to With With Relish. Relish. Jamie's eating a little snack, what's new. Um, We've got tea. And today, I, Charlotte, am going to be talking to you about a classic, summery, cool, creamy treat. What are you talking about? Hokey pokey (gasps) ice cream. Yum! Yum! So, there are a number of theories as to the origin of the word hokey pokey and also who fucking invented hokey pokey ice cream because hokey pokey exists and has existed for a really long time as its own as its own thing. treat and who put it in ice cream we don't know. Yeah. There's a few... Of, like, it doesn't seem like a logical pairing, but it just works so well. There's a few different theories. So, kind of similar to um, your Lamington sort of deep hole that we went into last episode. The mysterious Lamington. There was so many. So, if you... We can't handle the truth. So, if our listeners have not heard... For some odd reason, you've started on this episode and you haven't heard the first episode. Jamie dove into our Sweetie Treaties Lamingtons Mm -hmm. and realized that there was about five to ten different bloody theories as to where Lamingtons originated from, uh, which was very funny. So, Hokey Pokey ice cream um, is kind of the same. Oh, And just that... There's just a few different random theories about where it actually came from. I mean, maybe we should start with what is Hokey Pokey ice cream? Because a lot of people outside of New Zealand do not know this. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, so, honey, it, it's also called honeycomb toffee. That's what is I it? found. Yeah. Oh. People also call it honeycomb toffee. Which and they, people? And what they, people are these? <laughs> I have not met these people. I think it's like other countries, like oh, in okay. like the States or in a, like Europe. Um, and the that, world. and that is because it's like honey, like honeycomb toffee. I can see why they would get that name for hokey pokey because hokey pokey is quite literally science. It is. It's, I made it. Yeah, me too. And it's it's really really interesting, like the process of making it and heating baking soda. Um, to get all of those foamy bubbles which then harden into the bubble and so it's what gives hokey pokey that very like light caramelly toffee crunch with all the bubs in it and it's like that beautiful like butterscotchy kind of color so delicious so yummy and it's just so good so for anyone listening if you haven't had hokey pokey on its own definitely try and find some find if you the can bar or whatever they call those in other countries yeah violet something i don't know like what violet. is because here in new zealand you've got crunchy bars 
There's one that's called like a violet something, I think. But in America, maybe, or like Europe, maybe it's um, also anywhere else. Violet crumble ah, okay. is what they call a crunchy bar, essentially, in Australia. Okay. Interesting. Well, the term hokey pokey apparently was once slang for all flavors of ice cream. Oh. But it was it was specifically the type sold by street vendors. So these so-called hokey pokey men were often apparently Italian immigrants who made ice cream. Delicious. And it's believed that the term was a mishearing of the phrase eco unpoco or Ochipoco, which roughly translates to just a little piece. Oh, that's quite cute. Just a little bite of ice cream. Yeah, yeah. So it is, um, a, yeah, there's a, there's a bit of speculation as to who's actually credited for the invention of hokey pokey ice cream flavor because. I keep thinking about it as, like, two separate things, because it is. Like, at the end of the day, Hokey Pokey existed. And then it was put into ice cream. Exactly. And But this particular episode is Hokey Pokey ice cream, because it is a very New Zealand thing. And New, New Zealand, our favorite ice cream is vanilla, which is ridiculous. I love vanilla ice cream. It goes, it goes with in everything. everything. That's why though. That'll be why it's the bestseller. And we a lot of ice cream compared we do. to other places. Like we chuck that on everything. Yeah, <laughs> but like New Zealand has really good dairy. So We're we an make agriculture-based country. Yeah, but a lot of milk. A lot <laughs> of dairy farming and really wow. like good quality, full-tasting cheeses, yogurts, milks. Yeah, and so um, that is without, you know, obviously question, like we would make and produce some really delicious ice cream. Mm -hmm. And so um, vanilla ice cream is the most popular ice cream in New Zealand, followed closely by Hokey Pokey. So Hokey Pokey is actually our second favorite ice cream. See, I would have thought that that was our first because it's such an iconic yeah, ice cream. And it's to anyone who's never had hokey pokey ice cream before, it's literally just vanilla ice cream with little shards of hokey pokey. And it it's that's Tiny kind of like little balls of like crunchy hokey pokey. Yep. Yeah. And it's just like people love it. It's just delicious i mean when i was a kid we used to eat the ice cream like you get the ice cream in the cone mm. and you'd save all the little balls of hokey pokey like in and, your cheek and you'd eat them last and then you'd like suck them to death i last used to do that to make it last longer because yeah. they were so tasty and if you crunch down on one on the wrong angle like you know about it mm. so you'd put them all in your cheek as you ate it and then eat them last <laughs> yeah no i used to do exactly the same thing um and yeah, like it's it's so popular that hokey pokey, like we export hokey pokey um, internationally. Oh, do we? Yeah, a lot oh. of it. Um, so when I was sort of doing a bit of research into uh, where this ice cream flavor came from, I kept seeing two dates pop up, and one date was 1897. Oh, that's not far off the Lamington date. Yeah, so... A what rec- a great time for food. <laughs> right. So a recipe for Hokey Pokey was apparently patented in 1897 by William Hatton, 
but there's evidence that it existed before he made an official claim. So like I said, Hokey Pokey has been around for a long, long time. And like, even in my like 19 sort of 40s, 1950s, 1960s, 1960s, I've got like six different editions of Edmund's cookbooks. Oh, the classic. Hokey Pokey features in every single one of them in one way or another. So Hokey Pokey itself has been around for ages. Um, so it wasn't long before the words hokey pokey once again make Kiwis think of ice cream in that there are several people since that sort of 1897 date who claim to have invented the flavor of it. Um, and I think the one that if you have read anything about ice cream or you know anything about ice cream, um, you would ha have heard of the ice cream legend Brian Simon. I have not. Why? Because I'm ignorant. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. So, I've never really like studied ice cream. I've never looked into ice cream very much. I love it. Um, ice cream's quite delish. I, I don't eat a no lot shit. of it. I don't eat a lot of it. Just because um, unless I can find like a nice dairy-free version, it will make me feel like shit. Oh, I'll eat a whole tub of it just for this. Oh, just sit down, balance that tub on my stomach, just direct to mouth. Mm -mm. So, um, Brian Simon is quite a um, ice cream kind of guru. So he has been in the industry forever. Like I'm talking, he's like 80 something now, I think. Um, and he had a brand. It was called oh god what where is it it's deep south <laughs> so he had deep south ice cream oh yeah i've heard of that um which i'm pretty sure was like black it was like black tubs yeah i think was. um anyway so he believes he was the first one to invent hokey pokey ice cream in 1953 so 1953 is the second date that cropped up heaps okay. Um, and he believed that this happened at his father's New Joy Ice Cream Co. factory in Dunedin. Oh, Dunners. And Brian had read about a candy ice cream flavor in America that he thought was quite delicious sounding and was like, ooh, we've got nothing like that here in New Zealand, so why don't we do that as well? Now, for those who know a bit of Dunedin history, um, and also like I mentioned on the previous episode, the Cadbury factory used to be down there. So this sparked his kind of creative mind in that he was like, what can I repurpose that the Cadbury factory isn't using offcuts, whatever. Yeah. So he basically found that they had broken crunchy bar pieces. Oh, so offcuts. Yeah. So offcuts and like, broken pieces, maybe bars that didn't quite make the cut during QC, all of that stuff to be sold in stores. Um, and there was a lot of it. So he ended up using pieces of broken crunchy bar that would not have been, that probably would have been thrown out. Oh, yeah. And the end result is a honeycomb-flavoured vanilla ice cream. Delicious. Delicious. Yeah. And anyway, so he started creating that and the ice cream flavor very quickly became a top seller and was extremely delish. Um, since then, Fonterra's Tip Top Ice Cream, which is the kind of the ice cream, the 
everyone knows. Everyone knows. It's in every dairy, every supermarket. It's like the the biggest New Zealand ice cream company. Yes. And it's the classic. It's been around for ages. Everyone knows it. Yeah. And you'll notice that in the beginning, apparently it was crunchy bar pieces, whereas now it's the flavor has altered bits. slightly. Yeah. Yep. And it's little round, like crunchy balls yeah. of like toffee kind of. Um, so there's that. Um, it sounds viable. Like I... I don't know why that wouldn't be true or why he would not be being truthful about it. I mean, I can see why you would want to be the person that invented Hokey Pokey ice cream and it'd be, you know, great for your brand. Yeah, and I think as well the fact that um, after I did a little more reading, no one had ever trademarked the name Hokey Pokey. And so other ice cream companies apparently just began selling their own versions very shortly after. I mean, that happened a lot back then. People just knocked off stuff all the time. Yes. And so that's why big brands like Tip Top and Peter Pan claim that they invented the flavor. Because they just made it and they didn't. And that's, um, and that's why, it. yeah. And that's why it's a little like dusty as to where the truth fully lies because it's like, well, who actually did it and there's, there's a who one ate way to it find out charlotte ice cream fight to the death yeah pretty much put them in a ring make them throw hokey pokey at each other until one of them gives up actually though so i would watch that i would too and i it got me looking to like well who's doing like really good ice cream now and i was like okay well let's start close to home so duck island down here in Hamilton. We've got them North Montana. Yeah, no, it's Duck started Island started here. here. Yeah. So Duck Island started down here, and I could not find anything hokey pokey flavored on their website. And I've been to the store, and like I yeah, know they that they've really got. Yeah, they do that kind of flavor. Now they've got like different stuff, but like hokey pokey, like at Duck Island wasn't really a thing that I saw. But they might make like random flavors here and there. Yeah. I was just trying to sort of look around and see like what random cool fun hokey pokey stuff was doing i know giapo giapo do a great hokey pokey does version. yeah an amazing um hokey That's pokey a, ice cream like a specialty yeah very luxurious a quite expensive gelato <laughs> store um in auckland city yeah he and his wife are incredible um and yeah i went I went to their store once and he showed me around the back and like showed me how to make ice cream and that's when I got that giant squid. Yes, they make a giant chocolate squid yeah. based after the one at De Papa. And so you can get an ice cream with this enormous chocolate squid coming out of it that weighs like a kilo. Yeah, I did like a little interview with him and it was so fun. It was so interesting and just so much research. And I just love how he blends the science like, he makes ice cream like he's dressed in, like, a, in a lab coat. Like, yes. he just looks like a scientist just working his magic, but it's ice cream. It's amazing. But he does an incredible hokey pokey, and it just looks like this high fashion, like, piece of chocolate. It's like, it looks like a chocolate helmet. Cause it's yeah, like, it's very artsy. Yeah, yeah. it's so beautiful. Um, but that's an incredible little uh, hokey pokey treat if you are in Auckland and you wanted to grab something um there is also another little thing that I found just to wrap up um hokey pokey even had its own stamp 
which I took a little... I actually have some of these stamps at home because I used to work at the post office. I took a photo of it and, wow, I put it here for you because I was like, I know Jamie's going to love this. There's actually been another one uh, since then that's slightly different. It's, that has Pokey Pokey on it as well. It's so cute. We will put this up on the Instagram because it's so cute. It had its own little postage stamp to commemorate um, the Kiwiana, well, it was like a Kiwiana stamp set from 1994, but it's just this cute little, like, sky blue postage stamp with a ice cream cone with a big blob of, like, pokey yeah. pokey ice cream. I used it's to work so in the postal cute. service, and they did a Kiwiana food stamp series in about 2012, maybe? Oh, yeah. And there was a really cute hokey pokey one in that, too. I think I've got one at home. I'll find it. Cute. Yeah. Yes, try and find it. This one's really adorable, too. I just love how old school and retro so it is. Um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of where I wrapped up today. Um, yeah. I'll just add a little bit on. Mm. Um, in New Zealand, like, we've talked about, like, the fancy ice cream. Mm. But if you've never been to New Zealand... It's a very cultural experience almost. The standard way that you'd buy a hokey pokey ice cream is that you'd go to like your corner dairy or your foursquare and there's like almost all of them have this sort of like bench that's got ice cream containers in it. Yeah. And you go up and you look and you pick what ice cream you want and you order. I always get a double scoop because... I like ice cream mm -hmm. and they scoop it out and they give it to you and you're normally like in your togs because you've just been at the beach and you've got ice cream dripping down your hand mm -hmm. and it's a very like no everyone's stuff. had this experience of going to the dairy or the the four square or the little convenience store and picking out your ice cream and getting it scooped up yeah and like eating it at the beach it's part of our it's just part of the way that we are. It's part of yeah. like the culture. It's what you do. You have to, and if you're a visitor to New Zealand, you gotta go you to know, the dairy and get an ice cream. You do. There's things you've got to do. You've got to crack open a can of LNP. You've got yeah. to have a hokey pokey ice cream. You've got to have a piece of Whitaker's chocolate. Oh, like you've just hundred percent. There's things you've got to do, and hokey pokey ice cream is definitely one of them. And if you've tried it, let us know what you think. Like, how does hokey pokey ice cream taste? To a non kiwi mouth. And if you call it something different, let us know. Like, do you guys call hokey pokey honeycomb toffee? Do you just call it toffee? Like, what is the act of like mixing up sugar and baking soda until it becomes this like caramelly, foamy, Bubbly. hard kind of mixture once it's set? Like, what do you call that if you don't call that? pokey pokey like what do you call it so we would love to know and uh yeah that's kind of that's me for today all right it's very exciting well today i am telling you about another like really iconic classic kiwi treat which is the humble chocolate fish oh wow okay and i'm so excited love fucking love me i love marshmallow like i'm still i'm just gonna eat some candy um <laughs> I've, we've got candy here we've got a little stash of candy <laughs> um i love marshmallow marshmallow yes. is like my thing so cover it in chocolate and put it in a fish shape and i'm for it yes so i don't know if chocolate fish are common anywhere else in the world but the New Zealand species are a basic fish shape, like if a kid draws a fish, that's kind of what it looks like. They're about five to eight centimeters long, which is two to three inches for our American friends. 
Um, and the good ones are Cadbury and they come in a blue plastic wrapper. And the average ones are dusty tasting knockoffs that come in like a clear plastic tub on the counter at the dairy. Yes. And they're just not as good. Um, there's also a rarer species of chocolate fish, which is the fun-sized chocolate sprats, um, which generally come in a bag, and there'll be a lot of little ones. Mm -hmm. But whatever their size, a good chunky fish has squishy pink or white marshmallow on the inside, and their outsides are a thin layer of milk chocolate that's like so thin that you can just see the pink marshmallow peeking through in places. And I think what makes a chocolate fish so good and so New Zealandy is that they are not a fancy food. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love it so much. Also, I've never heard a basic, simple, bloody chalky fish explained so eloquently and beautifully. You. I was just like, oh, I could go to sleep listening to this chalky fish nonsense. <laughs> Like, I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. um, so we're not talking like an artisanal organic marshmallow or hand-rolled Belgian chocolate. It's pink sugar coated in more sugar and it tastes like raspberry flavoured sugar. Yeah. Like, they're cheap and cheerful. They're not fancy. They're just like straight up pink and white and chocolate. And they're not pretending to be anything else. No, and you're absolutely right in that there are the different types. Eh? Like, there's definitely a hierarchy of like a better chalky fish versus yeah. the stale chalky fish that was made 10 years ago and it's still in a plastic tub with its friends on the yeah, counter. Yeah, like a clear plastic tub, and they're so like they've got nasty chocolate on them. I know. But a good chocolate fish is only like two bucks or two bucks fifty. Like, it's really not, not expensive. Yeah, like they're cheap and cheerful. Mm. And the fanciest part is probably that the coating on the chocolate fish is slightly ripples, so mm. it looks a bit like scales. But even that's really low tech because they just blow the fish with a air blower when the chocolate's wet and it pushes all the chocolate back. <laughs> it's like accidental art. Like, hello. And so the <laughs> illusion of scales is literally just like they blew the wet chocolate and it made it look ripply. <laughs> so good. Even that's not, it's not like handcrafted nah. chocolate, you know? No. Nah. Um, that's so funny. So somewhere along the way, this wee chalky fish swam its way into New Zealand culture as a symbol of gratitude or a reward for a job well done. Mm. So you'll quite often hear people say like, oh, that person deserves a chalky fish. Like, oh, you did a great job. You deserve a chocolate fish. <laughs> Which sounds really weird out of context. You're like, why would that be a thing? Yeah, like, why is that a reward? Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather have a gold star. Not, I would rather have a chalky fish. Oh, but, you know, any day of the week. And I was curious as to how this happened. Like, how is someone like, was like, the chocolate fish, that's now the thing that we use to give people a little treat when they do something helpful or something good. Yeah. But, like, who doesn't love chalky covered marshmallow? I don't you know. know. Weirdos. Mm. So I had a look, and way back in 1933, in the September 26th issue of the Evening Post, uh, there was a report on a dance thrown by Mr. Bert Steele's Melody Makers Orchestra. Ooh. And at this dance, 20 dancers performed what was described as a novel crab dance. Uh -huh. okay. It was like a themed dance. So I'm imagining all Love. these people like dressed as crabs. Mm. And they were each rewarded with a large chocolate fish. Oh my god, I love this. So I'm wondering if, because 
there was obviously this dance put on by this orchestra and these people did a crab dance. Maybe it was like an ocean themed dance. Maybe. Like maybe the event was ocean themed. I would love to see pictures of this. And so they did a crab dance and that's why they were given a chocolate fish because it tied in with the theme. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah. because it was reported on, maybe people were like, oh, this is quite funny. Maybe we'll do this as like a reference joke kind of a thing now. And it's just caught on. And it's just caught on. And then in 1973, the Victoria University Tramping Club newsletter mm. offered a chalky fish to anyone who could sing all the way to the tramping hub. So once again, kind of a silly Yeah. It's thing. like the it's like the sort of gift that's like it's like the funny gag gift, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so it's like you dressed like a crab and you did a great job, here's a fish. Or mm. you can sing all the way to the hut. Here's a fish. Here's a fish. Um, and then in the nineteen eighties, the McKillar got the 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 I can't talk. <laughs> the McGillicuddy Serious Party. It's quite a hard word to it say. Is, yeah. McGillicuddy Serious that. Party, which is a satirical political party because us Kiwis don't have a high tolerance for po politicians who take themselves too seriously. No. <laughs> so they were just kind of taking the piss out of the political system. Um, but they put forward a policy to instate the chocolate fish as legal tender. Oh my god, Which yes. is just about the most New Zealand thing I've ever heard in my life. This does not surprise <laughs> me in the slightest. Um, which, in theory, I love the idea of a chocolate fish being legal tender, but in practicality, it would make it even easier for me to literally eat my money. Yeah. And I wouldn't even have to walk to the dairy to buy snacks with it, because the snacks would be the money. Yeah, exactly. Like, your snacks are the currency. Yeah, like, it's dangerous. <laughs> it's really, like... It's dangerous. I couldn't oh. carry around a whole bag of chocolate fish. Nah. Um, so the chalky fish became the thing that you gave, like, your co-worker who fixed your printer, or your mate who picked you up after you had one too many at the pub. Mm. So funny. Yeah. And then around 16 years ago, at Otago University, which is a big New Zealand university, the late Margaret Sykes, manager of the postgraduate office within the Research and International Division, mm -hmm. uh, used her own money to buy Cadbury chocolate fish to give to PhD candidates as they submitted their thesis. And this practice was continued by Dr. Charles Justin and has become Otago University tradition. That's so Which cool. is pretty cute. So it's like, you've done your thesis, like, Here's a chalky good fish. job. Here's a chalky fish. I love it. It's such a, like, a nice, wholesome It's so gesture. wholesome. And it's yeah. just like a sweet little, like, I know you've worked really hard. Here's just like a little thing to say that we know you worked hard. And there's something different about giving someone a chocolate bar versus giving someone a chocolate fish just makes yeah. it for some reason way it's more meaningful. It's just such a friendly little thing. Yeah. And so, like, these days, the chocolate fish has been immortalized in Kiwiana. Yeah. Um, from red Glenn Jones paintings of, mm. like, chalky fish made into sushi or a chalky fish parody of the Jaws poster. Yes. Where it's, like, a chocolate fish coming up. I love it. Uh, to bottle openers and like retro t-shirts you can catch this understated delicacy yeah uh in more places than just your local dairy like it's mm. on it's so art. much tourist stuff now yeah and like you'll see it on the wall at people's batches or... i've seen like little fake chocolate fish key rings and everything yeah, like i've seen really expensive glass art which is where they've made like a chocolate fish out of glass oh wow 
you know? It's amazing. Um, so it's really become ingrained in our idea of what Kiwana looks like. Mm. And I just have a little fun fact. Okay. I know I love to end on a fun fact. I love I've it. actually got two today. Okay, I'm ready. Um, the chocolate fish is a kiwi icon that spawned another kiwi icon. So like Eve was formed from Adam's rib, theoretically. <laughs> I'm doing a very like, I know. this is a story motion with my hands right now. <laughs> Uh, pineapple lumps were formed from leftover pineapple marshmallow from pineapple chocolate fish production. Huh. See, I've never seen a pineapple chocolate fish, so no. maybe that stopped. But Charles Diver of Regina Confectionery, which is still going, mm. was the first to repurpose the marshmallow offcuts to make small, flat, chocolate-covered lumps in the 1950s. Wow. Which were made under the Regina and Rainbow Confectionery brands as pineapple chunks. Mm. until Pascal's brought up pineapple lumps in competition huh. because they thought lump was a catchier word than chunk. I like pineapple lumps. Yeah. Mm. They've got slightly different flavours. One actually has more pineapple juice than the other between the brands. That's so interesting. I think it's the Regina or Rainbow Confectionery ones have more pineapple juice than the Pascal ones. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so they came. I kind of love. I love from any, the chunky fish. I love any. Yeah, that's really cool. Actually, like any brand that's trying to limit their waste yeah. and make that whole loop more circular. You know. Yeah, so that was really cool. And then John Bracewell, who was apparently a famous cricketer or a cricket coach mm. or something. I don't give a fuck about cricket, so I'm not exactly no, sure I was like that. <laughs> Once told the British media that he used to work as a chocolate fish boner. Oh my god. And they published it. That's so funny. I was like, do you not know when someone is taking the piss? He just like, debones chocolate he fish. He just debones chocolate fish and they published it in the newspaper. That's so good. I think he's laughing like, all the way. Only in New Zealand with like a, a famous person doing an interview be like I'm going to tell you some made-up shit about what I used to do for a job. And just keep a really straight face. Yeah, and be yeah, like, this yeah. is the truth. I used to work in a chocolate fish processing plant, deboning chocolate fish. Mm. And just, like, no laughter, no, no nothing, laughter. just straight face. Carry Classic on. Kiwi humour. So dry, I love it. So that is the humble chocolate fish. I love this. I think chocolate fish is so fun. I love marshmallow chocolate fish. I really want a pineapple chocolate fish now. You, you know what, though? You know, when you mentioned that um, chocky fish is usually, it is, it's usually either white marshmallow or pink marshmallow. Mm. Defs prefer me a pink marshmallow fish. I don't think I've ever had a white marshmallow chocolate fish. I've seen them. I definitely know that I have seen them. Like, it's not something that I'm going, huh, I don't think I've ever seen that before or tasted it before. But I know that pink is way more common. Yeah, like the ones that I've had, either the Sprats or the full-size chocolate fish, have always been pink. Mm. And it's really interesting, actually, that it's like a chocolate fish versus the pack of, like, loose Sprats. Yeah. Um, God, that sounds so weird. Like, just being, like, chocolate Sprats. Like, chocolate Sprats, like a bag of chocolate bag. Sprats. Yeah. But that's what they are, because they're little fish. They are they're little, little fish, yeah. You and can chuck a whole one in your mouth. You can. It's dangerous, because you can run through a pack of those in like 20 minutes. I feel like chocolate spreads are also slightly crunchier. Like they have more of like a, they're less soft to me 
than like a big chalky fish. I wonder if that's just because they're smaller. I wonder, yeah. More yeah. chocolate and like more um more chocolate in like a space. The, the you know surface I mean? area ratio yes. Yes. is different to on a big size chocolate fish. Like yep. there's more surface chocolate to marshmallow. Yeah, exactly. So it's definitely like more of a texture thing. Like I I yeah. And I think the chocolate's slightly thicker on them as well, generally. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and that's probably just because they are all in a bag together, so you need yeah. them to stay separate and yeah. loose, you know? Not yeah. like a chunk of Not just lumpy, like melted. Stick together. Oh, gross. Gross. That'd be horrible. What an interesting conversation that I never thought I would ever have in my entire life, just discussing the chocolate <laughs> ratio to surface <laughs> texture of chocolate sprout. fish. Yeah. Um, well, that was super interesting. Very um, interesting. And, like, I don't know if this is a thing that they have anywhere else in the world. Like, I saw that you can get a solid chocolate fish oh, in okay. some countries. Yes. yes. At, like, a chocolate shop. Yes. But I didn't see anything else about a marshmallow chocolate fish. So I don't know if this is just New Zealand and maybe Australia. Mm. Or if they have them anywhere else. I'd be really interested to know if anyone has seen these in other parts of the world. Yeah, like a chalky marshmallow fish. Yeah, definitely seen like solid chocolate fish. Yeah. But um, yeah, as always, um, if you have something similar that you have eaten in your in like your country where you're from or where you're listening from um or if you know of any other funny products that are quite similar let us know like we always love if you want us to send you one <laughs> like i would actually like send someone a chocolate fish in another country if you will video it and tell us what you think yeah definitely first and first served <laughs> slide into our dms slide guys. into our dms um and as always listen to our podcast wherever you get your pods we are all over the place rate review and subscribe because it helps other people to find our podcast and it's free yeah it really helps us it really so. does like if you have a friend or if you know someone who you think would like to listen to us please share Even if you don't think they'll like to listen to us just you know just share it anyway just um yep and uh yeah that's that's all i got for today and um yeah. Thanks for listening, and we will see you on the next episode of the Red to Rubbish Podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.